0: Welcome to Recurring Nightmares episode 32. I am Chris. It's so always joined by Jeff.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: Yes, Christmas time. It is our holiday episode. We're a little late this month. That is all on me. Um, but uh we're we're gonna be hitting right up against Christmas, and this hey. is these are these are Christmas films this is the
2: time when the horror people will be watching their uh christmas horror movies yes
0: we we do have a double feature of uh christmas horror um silent night deadly night and uh silent night which is a mm, kind of a remake (laughs) very loosely inspired by it but yeah uh, we've We'll be talking about them, but uh, as always, before we kind of jump into that, Jeff, have you seen anything I have this past month?
2: Uh, my list has grown a little bit
0: but I'm, I'm sure <laughs> next week.
1: When we were originally
2: we rec- were gonna record I probably would have had like one or two <laughs> uh I got. You know, I got two movies that I saw recently that, like, are real fitting for this month's episode, so I guess I'll start off with those. Um, I saw the new film, Violent Night, that is playing in theaters. Okay. That's the movie with David Harbour as Santa Claus and John Leguizamo as, like, this, you know, villain who's trying to rob this, like, rich family. And if you've seen the trailers for this thing, have you seen the trailer for *Violent Night*, Chris? I
0: have not. I've just seen the poster. Okay. For
2: it. Well, if you saw the trailer, it's the movie is very much what you'd expect from okay. the trailer, which is just like kind of like a silly Christmas action movie. Um, with you know you know, very violent and a little bit of gore and, you know, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, you know, Santa taking on these robbers or whatever uh-huh. it's like die hard mixed with fucking, I don't know.
1: But,
0: yeah. Um, that that's what I like. I heard it's like an action type film and like people yeah. were comparing it to die hard, but more Christmassy. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, you meet this rich, awful family and, you know, it's, like, Christmas Eve, and right as they go to bed, Santa's there. He's, like, dropping off while he's he's (laughs) stopping in and, like, drinking their booze and... But it's like it's like actual Santa Claus, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. and then oh, he's uh,
0: like, so this isn't a guy playing Santa. No, it's, it is actual Santa.
2: So the movie opens with him drinking at a bar, and uh, there's a there's like a fake Santa there that just got off work, and he's like trying to talk to him about you know, you know don't you love it? Don't you love Christmas? And the real Santa's all jaded. And he he goes to leave. And they're like, where'd he go? He went, like, up to the stairs, like, up to the roof. And the bartender runs out, and uh, he's flying, you know, his sleigh above them, and he pukes down on the lady <laughs> of the bartender. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Santa's, like, in this house. He's, uh, you know, doing one of his stops, and then uh, John Leguizamo and his crew show up, and then it just turns into an action movie. And you know it, it looked fun and it pretty much was fun you know it, it was it was the movie that was advertised it was silly i think the action itself you know it's not going to um, compete not, with like john special. wick yeah it's it, you know it's fairly standard the like the, you know it's it's very violent but the gore you know it, it's nothing like crazy like it's mm-hmm. stabbing someone in the neck with like a candy cane and stuff like that um, but generally, like I, you know, David Harbour is really uh he's really great as Santa, and he's really funny. And like Rosamo was, you know, chewing scenery and and having a good time. Uh, and because of that, you have a good time. Like I do think that they're they could have like trimmed this a little bit. It's not like it's long or anything. There's a little too much downtime in between like the big moments. Mm-hmm. But generally, it was a good time. Okay. Um, you know something? Uh, it's one that like I don't know if it'll make it to VOD by Christmas. It'd be it'd be nice if it did. but I think it's still doing pretty well in theaters, so, and it just came out. So, uh, I guess if you <laughs> if you want to see something Christmassy in the theater, there you go. There's something. Yeah,
1: it
0: it, it did. I mean, for for a film that like I didn't not see a lot of promotion for, it did extremely well in, uh-huh. in theaters last week. So yeah. Um
2: I saw another Christmas uh movie, Christmas horror, like this is a straight horror and mm-hmm. it's called Christmas Bloody Christmas. Um it's uh also in some theaters but also streaming on Shutter or you can watch okay. it VOD. This is a new film from Joe Begos who we reviewed his film Bliss uh at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. And a little uh, trippy little film.
2: Yeah. He also, did one called VFW. I don't know if you saw that. Yep, yep. So, I it, think that was seen... more
0: my speed than, yeah, than yeah.
2: But he has like a certain style that, um, is definitely established by this third movie. This follows in the style of his first two, where it's like super saturated colors and, and, and neon lighting and kind of grating, uh, annoying characters saying fuck a lot and um you know heads getting squashed and he's got a style uh i've seen people describe this movie as if like if rob zombie made the terminator that's (laughs) it's not too far off uh so christmas bloody christmas really fun premise it's just these two, like, coworkers slash friends that, like, work in a record store. The girl's, like, the owner, and the other guy's her employee. It's Christmas Eve. He talks her into going out and getting some drinks. And while this is going on, <laughs> there's, like, these toy store Santas that are, like, all over the U.S. And they're, like, these robots that are, like, they were robots t- developed by the Department of Defense And uh, they were, like, repurposed once the Department of Defense decided not to use them. And, like, so now they're just these robotic Santas that are in in stores and stuff. And there's a toy store in the small town with one of these things. And you see on the news that, like, the Santas are getting recalled because they're reverting back to their Department of Defense programming.
1: (laughs) And so
2: this Santa comes to life and starts killing people. And that's the movie. It's a nice short, uh, it's like 87-minute movie, you know, not even mm-hmm. a 90-minute. Um, and it, like I said, you know, Joe Bagos' characters, like if you remember from Bliss, one of, I think both of our complaints was like the main character in that she was like unnecessarily an asshole. Yes. Yeah. I thought these characters here I liked. And but I do see a lot of people in the horror groups I'm in mean, and stuff just saying that they're annoying, they're grating, they're they're uh, you know too many fucks. Like the the main girl says fuck in every sentence. But I liked them because I believed the 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 friendship dynamic between them. Kind of like she looks at this other guy as an employee and just a friend, but he wants you could tell he wants it to be more. And I I believed that, and I I actually liked the banter between them, which takes up the first 20 minutes or so of the movie, which it's a lot of them like, you know, what's your favorite Christmas song? And they'll, they'll name like a Motorhead song. And then like them talking about Christmas movies and the girl's like, fuck Christmas Story. If you want to see a Bob Clark Christmas movie, you watch fucking Black Christmas. And And then they get into like you know... Like there's a conversation that starts with her being like Pet Cemetery Two, and they're, they're getting drunk. The you know, the other drinking this whole time, they getting more animated, which like Pet Cemetery Two, better than Pet Cemetery. But blah, blah, blah. you know, and like I enjoyed that banter between them, and it felt realistic enough to me. Maybe because I swear a lot, I don't know, but um, I liked it. And then once it gets going, it's pretty fun. And I think he accomplished. Um kind of accomplished a lot on clearly a low budget like we're getting full-on terminator shit by the end of it where like the skin's coming off the the robot and you get to see like the metal underneath and i'm like wow that's kind of more than i expected because you know you could tell he didn't have much of a budget for this um i think my biggest knock against it really is is um it it's like too saturated with the coloring like it's when you watch it, like you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. It's like it's almost hard to see what the fuck is going on because of how saturated the colors are. Okay. but mm. it's like you turned up that setting all the way on your TV. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's fun. It's like nothing amazing, but it's another one where it's like it was exactly the movie that was advertised. <laughs> and and I, you know, for whatever faulty as I, I do enjoy Joe Begos' movie. Uh you know, I don't think any of them are amazing yet, but I, I like all three of them. Nice. So yeah, that was the two like very appropriate for to this episode. If anyone's looking for more that like Christmas Bloody Christmas is super easy to watch, and, and you know, if you're a horror fan, I think you'll enjoy it well enough. Yeah, I think uh, I want
0: to give that give that one a shot.
2: Hey, use your shutter sub, you
0: know. You gotta yeah.
2: find at least one thing a month to watch out there.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Gotta find a reason to
2: keep it. So. Yeah. Um and I'm, you know, some worry about that too with the AMC stuff. I guess AMC you know, bet big on streaming, didn't work out for them. Mm. I, I I think that, you know, that largely falls on AMC Plus.
0: Yeah, I think Shudder has been pretty been, good, like for but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it is the best horror streaming service, like hands yeah. And there uh, are multiples. It,
2: it's been pretty successful too, I think. But you know, these execs—they don't. You, you never know, right? And within a day or so of that story coming out about AMC, the GM of Shutter was was let go. He was laid off, or so. We'll see. You know, that everyone's kind of like worried, and I, I really hope Shutter doesn't go away because uh, they—I they, think they do bring things that that are. I think they're vital to. Our,
0: um, yeah, and I mean, like they you know, Joe Bob out there, like that's something yeah, that like it's huge, the, like that style of horror show is is needed like whether you know and streaming is pretty much the only place for that now like you're not gonna put that on actual television so
2: and they're breaking they always have a couple movies every year that probably wouldn't exist if not for them christmas play christmas is an example Uh, i think speak no evil i don't know if they Mm -hmm. picked that up or or what but i think that's a shutter exclusive so Uh, you know speaking of evil i'd say is one of the better horror movies of the year so
0: and and these are films that are you know they're getting out in front of the audience that they need to get out in front of yeah opposed to being picked up by somebody like netflix who just shits that stuff out and nobody watches it
2: it'd be buried under a mountain of everything else yep uh what i you know what i watched the movie last night i really enjoyed it uh, and I don't know if you've seen it, if you check like the movie rentals on Amazon, like I do every week, but there's been one that's been sitting there for a while called Emily the Criminal. Starring. It is
0: one, it's a, um, Aubrey Plaza, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's
0: yeah, one I want to see.
2: It's on Netflix now, so you waited long enough, just like me. And I went into this like not expecting much because it's kind of a straight to VOD type thing, but I was like, I like her, I like, you know, crime thrillers, so let's give it a shot. It kind of really surprised me how good uh, Emily the Criminal is. Like, I really, really... Like, both me and my wife, like, really enjoyed it. I think in large part that is due to Aubrey Plaza. Not just her, but um, the way her character is written. Like, you see where she's coming from, and... You you want to see her win, and and you you like the turn that her character takes, where she just is like, I'm taking charge now, kind of like a Walter White. Okay. Uh, so the setup is she's she's like this. She's in lots of student debt, and and so there's also like issues woven into this, but it's just like it's a tight 96 minutes. It doesn't preach any of these issues to you. Um. So yeah, like she's she's uh she's got a lot of students that she can't find a good job because she has a criminal record. And that is like from like an assault or something. And she's, she's working in catering. It's of course, hell. And, um, uh, one of her coworkers is like, Hey man, th- this, um, uh, could do this job. It's like a, an hour to do. And they give you 200 bucks for doing it. And so she calls the number that her coworker gives her. And it's like, you know, come be a dummy shopper. And I don't think she knows what that is going in. But basically, it's like using stolen fake, like basically stolen identity, uh, a forged credit card. You go into a store, you buy a big ticket item like a TV, and you sell, you know, you know, sell that profit. But like her part of it is just to go. She's one of the people that they send into the store and just it, to make. She's a, a buyer. Yeah. And I thought that that whole like criminal scheme seemed real and it was interesting you know it felt like something i hadn't seen in a movie before but like i i I believed i believed it um and then just you know she gets in deeper and deeper and and and, you know i don't want to spoil it but again it's like a really like sharp character and, and kind of like a detailed criminal scheme and a, a nice tight like 90 minute movie I, I really like was surprised by it it was way better than i expected um yeah. and of course she is great in it um i guess you know keeping with aubrey plaza i'll just throw this out there um the new season of the white lotus just wrapped up and she was on that she was one, one of the major characters on that and the white lotus when it came out was supposed to be just a limited series no one was expecting like you know even the creator wasn't expecting to continue it and make a season two and i think you know there was some worry of like what do we need a season two for is he just going to be doing the same thing again did you watch season one
0: watched the first two episodes and then just never got back i I was like oh i like a murder mystery and then i for whatever reason fell off like i I will watch it
2: the murder mystery aspect is like i think you know last place behind all the other interesting things in it and and the same thing is true of of season two it starts off and it shows you someone's gonna die actually season two starts off there's a bunch of bodies floating in the water (laughs) (laughs) okay we're up on the ante um but like season one was like largely about you know the rich versus the poor how how rich people treat like the working class and the poor like that was like the big theme themes in that kind of white liberalism and stuff like that too. Um, so I was like, is this just gonna be like you know we have like yeah. a whole say that
0: more of that. Like, yeah, they're, they're yeah. The
2: same. yeah. It's like a whole new cast of characters and it's just a different White Lotus Resort, this time in Italy. And by the way, li- Italy looks amazing. Uh, but I was like, is that what it's going to be again? And it really wasn't. This season, it was uh much more focused on relationships between men and women and kind of sexual politics. Um, you have like one group of characters that kind of represent three generations of ideas of masculinity it's like a grandpa he's older the, the middle-aged dad and like the 20 year old son and you know for instance the son is like all like you know you should watch how you treat women you know like it, it, yeah. they have different attitudes uh, but he's like a little it's a little too much you know what i mean and, and is he as good as a guy is that he think that he thinks he is lots of interesting stuff like um I don't. Know, this season was just really interested in and like pretty deep and interesting topics. Like, the, like, does it matter if something is fake if it makes you feel good? Um, does it matter if sex is transactional? Um, what would you What would you put up with your partner doing to hang on to the life that you built together? How do you deal with infidelity? That's the kind of things that this season deals with while also being very funny and containing, you know, another murder mystery. I couldn't believe he pulled it off, um the the creator of this Mike White. Like I thought, you know, season one was like a masterpiece. Uh and I was just like, how do you follow this up? You kinda said what you had to say. Well just change topics. Use the same format, just change topics and he created a season of T V that's arguably just as good as season one, if not better. Like I one of my coworkers he came up to me today. He's like, "How do you like it?" I'm like, "I fucking loved it." And at the end of work, he came back up to me. He's like, "Dude, I've been thinking about it all day." He's like, "I think it was a masterpiece." I'm like, it, it, "They really like stuck the landing on White Lotus season 2. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, you still have to do season one. I mean, you could do it yeah. you know, in any order you want, but uh,
0: I, give, I think give that a go.
2: Yeah, White Lotus. High recommend. It ended up being. Very high on my top 10 TV shows of the year, like right up there with Andor and and uh, Better Call Saul.
0: So I should, should probably watch it before HBO uh, decides that they're, Guys,
2: it's deleted.
0: Yeah, they're <laughs> just, they removed Westworld or they're Is going it, they're... It, Yeah, it's going to be completely gone, which I'm a little pissed about that because we're supposed to be a fifth season too. And like, guess I won't watch season four. <laughs>
1: I
2: mean, it, was, that, it was canceled a couple of weeks ago, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, but for what is there, it's like, why would you, that was a major HBO show. Like,
0: yeah, it's, it seems, and, and this is, this is shitty, but I guess it's just streaming, like how things work. It's like, if it's up on, on their service, they have to keep track of how many times it's watched and that's how they're paying out residuals on it. So if they remove it, there's nothing to pay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw that as well, but it's just, that
0: feels garbage. so shitty.
2: Not, I just feel like with your premier HBO content, like you know, they still have all the Sopranos, and I guess you know they'll never get rid of the Sopranos, probably. But you know, let's I mean, you, show you it's hope it's twenty years old. Yeah, yeah, you hope. <laughs> Shit, man, I better get the Blu-rays before they go up in price after it gets canceled. <laughs>
0: Like I'm like, uh, what, what's actually just gonna like remove Game of Thrones? Like, like what, I know. What, are, what are they doing?
2: I mean, Westworld is not as beloved as either of those shows, but like season one was, you know, it was a big deal, and it had its fans that stuck with it. And I heard season four was pretty good. Um, I heard season three was not so good, but whatever. It doesn't. <laughs> that's just a crazy. Uh, that's wild to me. That's like you're like. Devaluing what your streaming service is because yeah. the 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 you know HBO is a Max is pretty awesome.
0: Oh, guy. it's phenomenal! It's a great service.
2: They curate their movies well and stuff, but like the real selling point below that is you get all the HBO content.
0: You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
2: you get all their great shows. That's what they're known for. It's wild to me. Like,
1: they're they're running that shit very poorly.
0: <laughs> yeah, since the merger, uh. it's it's been a mess so
1: um a
2: couple other things i guess i don't want to take up too much time but i'll be i guess i'll be quick with the rest that i have all right i saw smile i think i liked that more than you okay i I, I knew the thing was a big hit but um and i know that you liked it yeah i thought it was one of the better horror movies of the year okay yeah
0: i've seen people say that like
2: I really love when um like a character like the more convinced they become that something is happening to them, the more crazy it makes them seem to people, yeah. and like this movie plays off that really well and it's so cool because like the character our main character is like a psychiatrist or whatever, and at the beginning, she meets someone who she eventually will become like, and she doesn't believe her because she's like she's a psychiatrist, she knows oh this, this person's having some sort of issue I have to diagnose right. And then as she gets swept into this thing, it, it, I just really love that dynamic. And then the uh, uh, Sozy Bacon, I think is her name, the the actor. I thought she did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Smile. A lot. I liked you know uh, kind of the idea of it too, like the concept of what it is that's coming after them. I, I liked it
0: all. Yeah, I um, mean, I mean, it's it's familiar. Like, I mean, it's like a it's, it's a yeah. film like The Ring or. Something like that, but I think they do some some interesting things.
2: It's kind of yeah built on spare parts, and you know you've seen this type of movie before, but it's a I thought a good example of it. Yep. Um. Anything else? Yeah. Real quick, Uh, I saw Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Beautiful movie. Beautiful um, stop motion animation. Uh, It's a very Guillermo del Toro take on Pinocchio. Worth watching, even if you don't. I think it's worth watching if you like Del Toro. That's on Netflix.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm not a huge Pinocchio fan, but that that makes it a little more interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it, it's set against the backdrop of like World War II, like fascist Italy, like so it's yeah, like okay. <laughs> a lot in common with like Pan's Labyrinth, actually. Uh, and just just the animation is just like really striking, and some dark stuff. Like it's it's a Del Toro film through and through um and i guess again cuz i've been going a while now one last thing just because it's in the like award talk award season talk is a movie called triangle of sadness mm-hmm. i don't know if you've heard anything about this
0: i have i've yeah. um heard good things i think yeah
2: so. i liked it i liked it, it it's um kind of like white lotus on a luxury yacht <laughs> Like, we're just taking the piss out of the rich on this, and um, it's a little slow to get going, and it starts with, like, these models, like, this, like, ten-minute, like, sequence of, like, models getting interviewed, and you're like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) You stick with it, though, once it hits the yacht, it becomes more fun, and then once the shit hits the fan on the yacht, it becomes very, very fun, like, uh, again, I don't want to spoil it, but there is some literal shit hitting the fan. Um, and like this, the second half of the movie goes places you might not expect. Like, if you go in, watch not, like, don't watch the trailer for it, you'll be surprised where it goes. Um, it's is generally a pretty fun time.
0: Is that on streaming anywhere?
2: It's a rental. I did. I, okay. I actually, um, I think I just, I was on vacation and it was still in the $20 rental phase. And I, I was like, eh, hey, screw it. You know, I was like, ah, I don't need something to watch. I'm on vacation. I'm trying to. Be entertained, so, but I'm sure it'll be drop know, down within, soon, within yeah. a week or two. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a normal rental price. I'd say worth it. Again, you kind of have to like ride out the first fifteen twenty minutes, and it's I'm not like saying it's like an amazing movie, but I had a good time and I, I thought it was interesting where it went. Like the, there's a I don't want to say anything. I, I just I think it was interesting where it went.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm uh. Kind of looking forward to that one, so I'll uh, I'll put that on my watch list. And <laughs> Woody,
2: Harrelson's, Woody Harrelson's very fun in it. Uh, he's not in it a ton, but he's very good in it. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that for this month. That's a nice bunch of things.
0: Okay, I, I have uh, I have a trio of things. All right. Quickly talk about uh, quickly. I saw Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Oh yeah, that is a. It's a perfectly fine Marvel movie. It's one of the better ones that they've had in the last like two, three years. So, um, I don't think it it does not have like the, the emotional impact or, or weight that the first one had, but it's, it's yeah. a fun, you know, sci fi action movie. Uh, I think Tisha Wright, uh, fills in pretty well. They, they handle, um, you know, the, the death. Yeah, pretty well. Um, it, it's it's handled with reverence.
2: I think that's the thing I'm most interested in. Uh, is that?
0: Yeah, it's there. Like it, it, it's like right from the beginning. Like it is yeah. kind of, it is kind of hit. And uh, but it, it, his weight, his he's missing throughout the whole film, and like it deals with. You know, I, I mean, uh, what's her name? Shuri, uh, Letitia Wright's character. Um, she's dealing with the loss of her brother. So, like that's kind of what the whole film is kind of about is her Ooh. dealing with that, her mom dealing with the loss of her son, um, and then who is going to kind of take over Wakanda. And then, you know, they introduce Namor, who uh I enjoy as a character. Um I don't know, thought it was pretty good. Visuals look great, it's a fun movie. Uh it's 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 a Marvel film though. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that's the thing. I I was interested in seeing this because, first off, maybe best trailer of the year. Was, very
0: very good trailer. Yeah.
2: So I kind of sold me on it, but then the, the reviews hit. It was like a very cool reception. and I was like, whoa! Uh, I, I did not expect that for the sequel to Black Panther. So I kind of like ah, I'll catch it on uh, I, Disney Plus. <laughs>
0: yeah, I I also think that things have cooled on Marvel since what was it? Endgame is that the, the last yeah. big one? Yeah, things have like really cooled. Like, I think they're starting to be a little bit, people are looking at them a little more critically. And you know, these all kind of feel the same, <laughs> uh, which we were saying before. NBA.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, it is the,
2: the criticism I heard, and this was not a problem that Black Panther suffered from. Which is it it's trying to do too much. It's trying to like you said, like be a Marvel movie in the in the way that Marvel movies kinda like have to tie into each other and we have to connect. Like the first Black Panther felt pretty isolated from the rest of the Avengers bullshit. Yeah. Uh and I heard this one kind of a little more is trying to uh, work yeah. into the
1: overarching, like
0: a little bit. Like you know. they, they're you know i mean it's been established wakanda is important uh because of its resources in the marvel universe and they're trying to play that up and um deal like it's still i think it's more isolated than other marvel films yeah like yeah i mean they all they've all tied together really recently so You can't really get away from that.
2: Watch like the TV shows to know what's going on in the fucking movies, and I I just I checked out.
0: Yeah, I mean there's so there's so much Marvel content. It's like, yeah, and most of it is just, eh, like this is fine, I guess. Yeah, I got sick Uh, of it. Yeah, I'll Uh, check this
2: out. I'm gonna check this out when it's on Disney Plus, though.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I, I think they do some cool things. There's some cool visuals um i there's a lot of underwater stuff which is really weird coming in on on a, another film that's going to hit in what like 4 days or so
1: yeah
0: uh that i saw listed on like some top 10 best of the year lists so uh yeah, yeah it's weird coming up against avatar you have so much water and both disney movies at that too so I think they spent a little bit more on um,
2: oh, Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You can tell the visual effects on Avatar are going to be like a uh, next-gen shit.
0: Yeah, at, at the very least, that would be the reason to yeah. watch Avatar. Um, I just I, Three hours and ten minutes, man. I don't it's know. rough.
2: It's rough, man. We got our tickets, though. We're going IMAX 3D Saturday night. I'll let you know. All right,
0: yeah, but we're, we're, we're if we go time see time it, later. we'll see it Christmas Eve. That'll be our yeah. Christmas Eve movie. But Jesus, that's so long. I know, dude. Be interested to hear what you say, though. Yeah. Um, did see another movie in theaters. Want to see the menu?
1: Yeah,
0: with uh, uh, Anna Taylor Joy, uh, um uh, a few other people, but John Leguizamo's in that. Um, it in is. Menu. What was that? He's in the menu. Yeah, he's in the menu. He put <laughs> he put he basically plays like Nick Cage, like like that type of like Nick Cage yeah. today, right? Like famous for you know the Rock and stuff like. So he is like this aging action star that people really love, but he hasn't been in anything good in years. Not that Nick Cage has been in bad stuff, but recently he's been in really good stuff.
2: But he did but have it, that period. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's like that type of So he's like trying to recapture his like payday. And anyway, it, this restaurant that they go to is like $25,000 plate or $25,000 of seating. It's very exclusive. You have to it's, like, yeah. They get, and I mean, if you've seen the trailers, the trailers let in a lot of like, they tell you upfront, this is not it's your not- normal dinner. Um, and like the patrons are going to start dying um i think what surprised me though is that they really focus on the food like there are they they serve a full menu yeah yeah and and each of the items is like given this like elegant like looking intro where they explain like what the ingredients are and how it's being presented and um like they really go for like the foodie type. You're watching Chef's though, right? Table. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> like, it's like holy shit! Like, and it's like the most pretentious nonsense. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's like we're serving this this salad on rocks from the ocean.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Your food comes. It's a it's a it comes in a bubble that yeah. Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like absurd. And then like there's the you know the Anna Taylor Joy is there's this lady Margot, and she has come with a date tyler and he is like gung-ho about being there like he's he's reading like he, he's like you're trying to take photos of everything and he's like um oh, like here with this famous chef and he loves it. he has all the terminology and bullshit, and it's like watching her just be like what the fuck. <laughs> Like, while he is so into it is really fascinating. And then how the story just plays out over because, it, you know, if you've seen the trailers, you know, it's going to hit a tipping point and it does it pretty early on. But up until then, it's like, you know, it's this food presentation and, and eating food and talking about food. And then it starts ramping up and goes off the rails. And it's fun. Like I really liked it. Um, loved it a lot. Uh, Anna Taylor Joy is she's just a pleasure to watch here. Uh, yeah, I I, yeah, see I, it. I thought it was one of my favorites of the year. So yeah,
2: I we meant to go see it and we missed you know whatever something came up. We did something else that day and then the next weekend, I like I was like I don't know. Violent Night seems like it would be fun. You know what I mean like, yeah, I really yeah, want to see this. Sense. Yeah. So it just ended up like that. Now I expect you know the menu to be available just because they, you know, they've trained us now that if you just wait a few weeks, you could rent it yep. for twenty bucks at the very least. So yeah, I really look forward to that though. Like, and I you know I saw lots of, of actually like a lot of people really love it. They're like you, and I've also seen critics that were not impressed. So I'm like interested. Like that makes me even more intrigued because I'm like. Where am I going to fall on this? Yeah, I, I, I don't know.
0: Opinions, I like the idea on it. So
2: I like the idea, and I like I, I'm a I'm a restaurant person. I'm a food person, but I like the idea of a movie kind of making fun of these pretentious, insanely expensive restaurants. So I'm interested. I'm I'm on board very soon with that. So
0: it has an interesting closure to it all. So. Oof. um very fascinating film. Uh last thing, I want to quickly talk about um I've been watching Willow on Disney Plus.
1: Yeah. Uh I like
0: it. Um, I thought the first episode was like like oh my god, this is exactly what I would want out of a Willow sequel. And then the second episode happened and and Warwick Davis is more in the second episode. Yeah. And it's like I don't know if this is what I want, oh no! Go, we'll a sequel. Um, the film is, the the TV show. It's eight eight episode series. I guess uh, is is at its best when Willow isn't around. Um, which is is a little disappointing, but I think it may be ramping up to to something. Willow is, he's old now, right? Like, it's yeah. he's and. In in that old age, he's become very protective of uh preserving what he has. So, so he's become very conservative in in a lot of respects. And whereas before he was all full of adventure and now he, he's like the as grumpy. Care? As Brandon, a character,
2: you mean or the
0: actor? Yeah, yeah as, as a character. I don't okay. I don't know if okay. Okay. Davis is conservative <laughs> or not, but as a as a character, Willow has he's yeah, become old. Fair. He's become like I he's now like you know, if you remember Willow, like the high Aldwin was like the basically the big wizard of the of the village that he was in. Like he's become that, like he is the leader of the village now. And like he doesn't want to you know rock the boat any um and I think that, that they're going to touch on that. It seems at the end of the third episode that they were moving towards kind of resolving that. So I'm hoping he gets to be a little more fun. But currently when he's on screen, it's just a drag because he is, like the character itself is a drag.
1: Um,
0: But I like everything else about, about this film. Like a, a kit who is Mad Morgan's daughter. She's basically like, like a mix of uh Sorsha and and Man Margin, which is you know Val Kilmer's character, she's perfect, like, encapsulation of those two, like, strong headed, hot headed people. Um, a good it, it's goofy fantasy, like, basically, it's not it's not Game of Thrones, right? It's like which is very serious fantasy. Dealing with politics and shit. This is like Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons fantasy. fantasy. We're going out on an adventure. It's a stupid adventure. Like, we gotta go to some dumb named city to fight a crone. Because if we don't defeat the crone, like, shit's going south. Um, I'm having fun with it currently. Uh, It's a little uneven. But uh, I I think if, if you like Willow... It might be worth giving it a go. You might want to wait till the end because uh, it's only eight episodes. So,
2: you know, you know what's funny is uh, I saw Willow when I was a kid. It came out when we were kids, you know, and and mm-hmm. uh, loved it, loved it as a kid. I, I know that, but I've not watched it since. I don't remember literally anything about it. I know that dude is in it, like Warwick Davis. Like, that's it. That's all I remember. Nothing about Willow. I just remember I, I loved it. I don't remember it so it's like yeah. that's why I haven't checked out the show because I'm like I just don't I have no it's as if I had never seen it like I have no connection to it anymore it's so which weird.
0: is perfectly fine like I think this is for people like me who like I, I love Willow I have like I have I watch it consistently uh, you know every every couple of years or so uh, yeah. it's, it's you know it's a very childlike fantasy film yeah um, but as a kid, like there were some scary parts of it, like yeah, the yeah. giant trolls and the witches, and like um, you know the way the the general of uh, of Nachmar, he has like the skull mask. It's like terrifying imagery as a child. Uh, but Val Kilmer is like he is lights out in that film, like giving like a super hammy performance. That's super fun. Yeah, I,
2: I don't even remember him. Like it's so weird. It's like. Another movie from that era that I really loved like that was Labyrinth, and I have at least some fleeting memories of Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. This, I just... Willow is just like a fucking blank page. (laughs) I I just don't know. My memory needed it off the hard
0: drive. That's fine. Um, Yeah, so I mean, if if you're listening and you like Willow, (laughs) maybe give Disney Plus Plus series a shot. Uh, Um, I did did see some people complaining about it. Like, oh, they like... You know, because it's it's kids basically leading this charge this time out, right? Like, um, and they're like, "Oh, they made it young adult." Like, I mean, it was yeah, for kids dude. to start <laughs> with, man. Hello, like,
2: it's Willow. What do you?
0: It was never like hard, hard fantasy. I don't know what these people. I mean, they do this with Star Wars too, right? Like, they think that, and and they they did a good job with Andor, like, of making it an adult. Series,
2: I was going to ask you because you hadn't said much about what you thought of Andor.
0: I liked it. Yeah. Um I did not love it as much as as you guys, but I mean I think it's just it's it is a different way of presenting Star Wars. It's and and what is great about it is it's proved that you can show Star Wars in different ways, right? Like uh yeah. it, it doesn't have to be the the way it's always been. You can present adult Star Wars. That you can present adult themes and have adult conversations within that world, which is very fantastical. Um,
2: this is very can, way more grounded. Yeah. than... I, I, it, it does away with a lot of the magic shit. Like, I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm surprised to hear you say that. Like, yeah, I liked it, but like, to me, I thought it was incredible. I, I thought it was like fucking. An amazing show, like it really blew me away and i love i love prison stories and 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 I love stories about oppression and, and like people rising up like i could i just get off on it and like this was just it was fucking right in my wheelhouse uh i i you know so i did want to ask you about that before we moved on to where
0: yeah um, i mean i i did i liked it like i it's not like I did not like the book of Boba Fett, like, and that is more traditional Star Wars. Like yeah. this is this is garbage. Um, this was this is the best Star Wars stuff this year for sure. Um, and there are just parts of it, like where I, I, Andor himself, I think for most of the series was like the least interesting character.
2: I've heard that um, criticism, but I kind of liked that because. He's just the regular guy. Like like that's another thing I loved about Andor was like at the beginning of the season, it's like he's just doing stuff for the money. Yeah. And
0: the show trying to like, find his sister, which they yeah. never come back to. Like they yeah. introduce a bunch of shit that they never come back to. Yeah. And it's like, is was this ever important? Like you spent three episodes on it, which I mean, that's where you were almost like, what the, the fuck is this at the
1: beginning? beginning like,
2: like, <laughs> tough. But I, I like the the journey, up. I like how they said, how do we take a guy that doesn't give a shit about politics and make him into fucking rebel, <laughs> like a terrorist, basically? Like, how yeah. do we get to, how do we get this guy to that place? And then the answer is, you put him through fucking hell, and you show him how the Empire is the one that's like, I don't know, dude, I, I fucking, I, I really loved it, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> like i thought yeah, it was yeah, that's, a great show
0: and i i mean lots of people loved it like it, it ended up as polygons number one tv show of oh of yeah the year um i think it was year number two like it, yeah. it's definitely up there I, I did find it weird that it was not nominated for golden globe at all um
2: maybe that's a window like a
0: um don't know because uh diego, awesome. diego luna was nominated for best actor
2: Oh, really? And, but, and
0: but the series was not nominated at all. It's like, the Golden Globes are Jeez. fucking weird. I mean, yeah. Like,
2: that is surprising, though. Yeah. Um, great. You know, cool. I had one final question for you. Yeah. I guess it's a two-part question before. You didn't have anything else like, that you wanted to
0: talk about, right? No, no, that was it.
2: How do you like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? I liked it. And did... Uh, you call what was going on.
0: No, I so nope. I did not catch that these
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, sh- I should not spoil it. Um but no I did not catch that that like
1: okay. <laughs> I'll I mean, discuss it with when, you off the air. When
0: when you get to the end it is yeah. very clear what happened. <laughs> like it's like oh yeah. shit like
2: But you weren't like onto that before Yeah
0: I I wasn't like oh, oh this, really? this is what's happening. I was like like I really thought it was like the one girl like who was okay. In there. Was like, you had
2: you had someone in mind. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're we're gonna talk around this, and, I, and I'll we'll do a brief, short talk after the because I don't want to spoil it for people. But
1: yeah, I thought it was so
2: obvious, dude. I thought it was so obvious what was going on, and I called it. I was just off by one little thing, and I guess I'll tell you that off the air. But okay. like, I was like the whole movie. I'm like telling Melissa, like, dude. This is what's going on, right? And she's like, "Whatever, dude. Just watch the movie." And at the end, I'm like, "Fucking toot my own horn." And she's like, "Yeah, you got it. Great. Good for you." Like, shut the fuck up. Like, I went, would, I wouldn't like, because I was like, so early on, I figured out what was going on. That I was just like happy that I was right. But the uh, even so, even though like I, I kind of, I had the general idea of what's going on. The punchline at the end is very good. It's very funny. Uh,
0: yeah, I thought thought and it works really well. Like you uh and especially since like i i was not like on this is what it is right like i'm trying to like you know suss out the mystery as we're going yeah. on and it was like oh shit like yeah maybe that guy was and like oh but now people are still ending up dead like what the fuck is happening like
1: yeah, it's like did I they should...
0: accidentally kill that dude or like what what is going on so it was like <laughs> getting more and more like unhinged it... as it progresses
2: i uh Showed it to uh, my wife's daughter. She she didn't, she didn't, she was like totally cough guard, but she was like, What the fuck? I think she thought it was stupid because of that. I think my my wife thought it was stupid too. I really like enjoyed the movie. Yeah, Um, it's fun. I liked what it was like saying about these people. You know, I thought that was like an interesting, or just at least fun to like to to pick on the Gen Z. people
0: yeah, uh, they're more concerned with their fucking phones, than, yes like, paying attention to what's going on around them, yeah, um oh
2: and, yeah I guess I'll just leave it at that, but yeah, uh,
0: there I did see another film, but I'm gonna hold it because okay. it, it will tie into so it's what we're gonna our, our, our first okay. film, so okay uh we'll we'll touch on that briefly after after we uh discuss silent night deadly night. released in 1984, November 9th, 1984. So like, you know, right before Thanksgiving, a uh, Christmassy Christmas. release uh directed by Charles E. Sellier Jr. uh and it was a TriStar Pictures film. So it it did moderately okay at the box office, 2.5 million, which not great, but yes.
2: Not bad for that yeah. time and for what this is.
0: <laughs> yeah, for for a, a film that costs like you know seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, it it made its yeah. money back and and then some. Um, and it spawned, yeah. spawned four sequels and a uh, a kind of remake, which we'll talk about later, and an, another remake, which I believe is coming shortly at some point in time. Um, there's one in production currently. Uh yeah, so <laughs> what this film is is uh this little kid, he goes with his parents to visit his grandfather, I think, at like a nursing yeah. home or something. They yeah. go to the nursing home. Uh and I, I don't exactly remember why, but uh Billy's Billy the the kid, they leave the room. They leave him with the catatonic <laughs> grandfather. Yes. And who you know he hasn't talked in years or whatever to anybody and then all of a sudden he like just like it, v- it's He's complete,
2: completely lucid once they leave yeah. the room like he's 100 percent there and what he's there to say is terrifying shit to this little kid <laughs> and it's, yeah. i love the speech he gives this kid and this is one of the few things that they lift um, that gets used or like referenced at least in in uh, the remake that we're going to talk about is mm-hmm. this speech about what does he say like Christmas Eve is the scariest damn night of year. You see Santa Claus tonight, you better run, boy.
0: Yeah, because he punishes the naughty. <laughs> um, it is like to, like and and as a you know he's Girish. five years old or whatever, <laughs> and it's like this crazy grandfather that has never talked to him <laughs> is just yeah, going off. To that
2: to warn him about Santa Claus and Christmas.
0: And, like, the day, like, I mean, they're going, to, you know, on their way there. They're like, oh, we got to be home, you know, so Santa can come. And now, like, basically his grandfather's like, you don't want Santa to come, little boy. <laughs> uh, which turns out to be 100% accurate. Because as.
1: Like, what did you need that? Like,
0: I don't know.
2: I, I love it. But I what is the point? Like, yeah, why? I mean, you because...
0: could you, you could have traumatized the kid without that crazy. Yeah, he's there. about to
2: be traumatized he's about to be traumatized anyway. So like, why did you need like this deranged this movie is deranged like this, yes. but this like scene with like this grandpa who's supposedly not there. Also wakes up to tell him that Christmas is evil and Santa's evil. But I, I, I mean, I guess we're building up the mood and foreshadowing for two minutes later.
0: <laughs> yeah. for Yeah, it, it is less than two minutes. They're back on the road. It's dark now. They're driving along, and they come across a, like, broken-down car where a guy with a Santa suit is standing out in front of it. They pull off, like, hey, do you need some help, Santa? <laughs> and he shoots the dad. Like, uh, and the car backs up and, like, goes into a ditch. For some reason, Billy gets out and runs into the weeds. Um and then his mom is like yanked out of the car and i guess it's like i don't know like he rips her shirt open and then slices yeah. her throat like i guess he was going to sexually assault her but she fought back a little bit so
2: i think it's it's definitely suggested he was going to rape her in the middle yeah. of the road because of course cuz it's the 80s movies in the 70s and 80s were super casual about rape scenes nowadays it's like if if there's like a rape scene in the movie that's what the whole movie's about like and it's you know it's handled very seriously here it's just like a throwaway thing like of course the robber was gonna or whoever this fucking guy is is gonna is gonna try to rape her in the middle of the road as he's in the middle of trying to jack the car like what the fuck
0: right Uh, and he's like and and like i guess lost in all this is like billy's brother is in the car like he's a baby so he's in like the car seat
1: this is
2: important too for the 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 this becoming a franchise, right? Yeah, His yeah, little brother, yeah.
0: So like, B- Billy is uh, Billy's off in the weeds somewhere. His brother's in the car, and the whole purpose of this was like Santa was going to steal the car. He was carjacking them and evidently casually raping somebody. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know what happens because then it, it fast forwards. Like, a few years forward, uh like, three or four years, and um now Billy and his brother Ricky are in an orphanage, and, like, I don't know how they escaped from the killer Santa. Like, they don't explain any of that.
2: Well, I guess it, he didn't care. You, then he got out of the car. I I don't know. You know, who cares?
0: But, yeah. but, like, but Ricky was in the car. Did he just throw the baby <laughs> out of the car? Like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, good and and I think it, like he slices the mom's throat, and he's like yelling for the kid at some point. He's like, "Where are you, you little bastard?" Or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's weird. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And now they're in an orphanage, and we're gonna go through like the life of Billy and Ricky for the next little bit. Little origin um, story, like little like yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, like how to how to like. How do you fuck this kid up anymore?
2: Yeah, for like establishing because that wasn't enough. Now we're gonna. I actually like kind of appreciate that they spend a little bit of time establishing the psychology of uh, how he gets sex mixed up in his head with violence and and and, and being naughty. And I kind of like. This movie's fucking like I said deranged, but like I kind of. W- one thing I'll, I'll give it points for is I, I kind of like that they spent time with him as a kid. I don't know about you, but I kind of,
0: yeah, I, I mean, it works, right. It does establish, I think it does establish the psychology. Like, how do you make, how do you turn a little kid bad? Like, yeah. And how do you make him so unhinged that like Santa's the thing that triggers it? Um, you keep subjecting him to horrid Christmas <laughs> encounters. Um, uh, Fucking none in this fucking nun
2: in the sequence of the film, she's a bitch, man.
0: Yeah, she's not nice. Sure an, like, she is horrid. Um, it is, it is implied that not only does she beat Billy, she beats all the kids. Uh, but and she thinks that like punishing them is good, right? Like, so, so you see where Billy would get that in his head that like, you have to punish the naughty because that's what good people do because Mother Superior is clearly good.
2: Um, I'm, I'm sorry to like jump ahead, but I love how he just one thing I love about the movie is him going punish <laughs>
1: naughty.
0: <laughs> with the like goofiest voice to yeah. um yeah I mean there's 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 a couple scenes that happen with Billy uh, as a kid. There's like one when he's like you know eight or so and uh, he punches santa claus <laughs> it
2: was wild i think that's the gif i used for when i like logged this movie on twitter it's just he, like knocks out this fucking santa like there's no way physical way you could do this
0: as a little kid but it's hilarious. yeah like he like lay like he throws a like fucking professional haymaker. boxer <laughs> maker like knocks Santa on his ass um uh, and then then runs away um and then for, for whatever reason, in, the in like, the next scene, uh, he is told, oh, you can go outside now or whatever, because he had been punished. Oh, he's tied down at one point? Like, he's tied to the bed because he's having nightmares, and, like, they they punish him by tying him to the bed? <laughs> no, don't make me go to sleep. Like... Like, some horrid child abuse going on.
2: <laughs> and I think an important one, though, is, like, he sees these people get punished. Like, he sees a uh, couple, like, having sex, and the nun punishes them.
0: Yes, and then he gets punished for even witnessing yeah. it. Yeah, so, like...
2: so that, like, fu- clearly fucks him up because of the way the rest of this movie goes. I mean, it's, it, yeah, I got it. Him seeing his parents murdered by Sarah probably would have been enough, but, like, we're really really gonna like fuck up his head when it comes to christmas so that it almost makes sense how he goes mental out of nowhere in the second half of this or you know the second act of this
0: yeah so so then like then it jumps forward like 10 years billy is still kind of like you know he's viewed as a bad kid but this like nice nun kind of like is always looking out for him, and she like helps him get a job at a toy store and uh so he's doing a pretty good job like he's he's seems well adjusted as you know, as well adjusted as a weirdo like him could be uh but then he's asked to play Santa when this the store Santa Claus is like calls out sick or gets injured or something, and that that's where this all takes a turn. <laughs> Uh He like He basically Tells like the little girl that like She needs to knock her shit off <laughs> Santa punishes
1: yeah.
0: him,
2: <laughs> Very bad Santa like Like when he's playing the job of Santa Not very good at it
0: No but like his boss is like oh my god he's great Like cause like the kids are all like yelling and screaming And like when they get up to him Like they are quiet They are terrified at that point uh, because he is a nightmare as, as Santa Claus.
2: The boss is pretty hilarious, too. He's <laughs> I think I don't know how much further ahead this is, but like when he it's like time to close up. It's like, oh, Christmas Eve, it's seven PM. We made it. Time to get shit faced. Yeah,
0: He's like pulls out bottles of liquor and...
2: come on, employees, let's get fucked up in
0: the uh, store. And like I guess it's a like it's kind of shown that like Billy kind of has a crush on on this, uh, you know, this girl in, in the... One
2: of the coworkers, yeah. yeah.
0: She works in there. Um, and, you know, as as they're going along, like, like, one of this creepy guy who is a shit bag and has been treating Billy like garbage, like, pulls her into the back. He's like, I got, I got a present to show you. And basically, the present that he wants to show her is his dick. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh billy goes back there and like sees like her being assaulted and he just that he loses it and then the murder spree just kind of kicks but off like
2: not on just the guy he like murders both of them yeah because he, like, like knives her in the gut
0: sex is bad gotta kill yeah, everybody just,
2: it wasn't it wasn't the fact that he was like assaulting her it was just they're being naughty
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, so it wasn't like, oh, he's attacking her. I got to protect no, but, uh, her. It was like, no, you're both bad. Even though like the bad shit was happening to you, we got to kill you both because that that's how this goes down. The uh, the boss gets murdered. Um, I forget, does he kill the uh, he kill the other lady in in the toy store? I don't, She's like I don't up in the really front knows. with all the boys. I I can't remember. Yeah, I only
2: have the, cu- the not the couple, but the, the guy trying to, I don't even remember what he did to the boss, even.
0: Yeah, he kills him in the back room, like, when the, when the boss kind of stumbles back there. Yeah, okay. Um, and then on the way out of there, like, he ends up in another house, he...
2: It's he, random.
1: Uh, <laughs> like, people aren't characters.
0: Yeah, um, kills, like, these these two people that are kind of, like, we're having sex or having sex. And that's their Thursday scene with the deer antlers.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. They're, first of all, I think you're leaving out a very important detail. Uh, they're having sex on a pool table. For some yeah. Reason. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it sounds like a porno scene or something. It doesn't seem comfortable or practical in any way.
0: This whole film kind of feels like that. It's just I like, porn that, yeah. without. Porn. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But the the antler scene is, is is kind of famous that you mentioned. He he puts the girls up on on the he puts the girl up on the What is it the, the deer head on the wall? Yeah,
0: it's on the deer antlers. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's an iconic like image, right? It's like, a pretty
2: good kill. It, it's yeah. pretty good kill. And Joe Bob recreated it with his co-host when they showed part two. Uh, the the movie we're gonna talk about next recreates the skill. It's a good kill. Like it, it, it's. It's the one thing in the movie that's kind of iconic, I guess, yeah um, um, to a <laughs> random character that you met two two seconds earlier
0: there's a there's a scene with um this little girl who was asleep, she like kind of like stumbles across uh, <laughs> Billy as Santa and like. Uh, she, he looks at her. He's like, "Have you been naughty or nice?" And she's like, "I was nice." So he like gives her the box cutter that he like killed somebody. With.
2: And the way he like hands it to her, Sue, is like so fucking funny to me. Like <laughs> he like like presents it to her. Like he's like holding out his two hands, like just like they're like cradling the fucking box cutter. I'm just like, I I fucking lost it at this scene. I was dying. I thought it was so fucking funny.
0: Uh, he then kills, like, a couple of people that are, like, on sleds.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: which is, like, it's just random. Like, he is just out there, just, like...
2: It's like, what kind of, like, wintry, like...
0: Yeah, like, how can we, we, we make... It, like, yeah. like, and we don't really have much going here. Yeah, just, like, yeah. So we're gonna throw in some slasher kills in this middle part, from when he goes crazy to, to when he finally ends up. Um, And then, like, you know, he ends up back at the the orphanage uh cuz he he wants to kill mother superior which uh,
2: i can't blame him on that one
0: no like that kind of makes sense like going to take out this lady right it like, makes
2: more sense than him like showing up at a random like non character's house to kill them inside their house
0: yeah like, it's like all all the random deaths don't make sense like you know this one does like i, I can understand why like she's yeah. abused him his whole life He's gonna end up back there, uh, but in the in the wake, he just left like a trail of body. <laughs> like, and, I, I mean, ultimately, we're doing a
2: slasher movie, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. The the thing that like is easy for us to get is like, yeah, this is just another cheap slasher movie that they're doing in the in the early to mid
0: '80s, and and
1: oh, was not always number one.
0: No. <laughs> But it's, like, at this point, like, 1984, or what, like, 4, five, four, 4, uh, Friday the 13th, then? Yeah,
2: we're deep into, like, the slash, like, the heyday of the slasher.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, we're, we're, we're into where they are making good slasher movies.
2: And we're You know, what, the same year, we had Nightmare on Elm Street, which was really imaginative and, and like, uh, well-directed and produced, you know what I mean? Like, this is just more junk.
0: Yes, it's like absolutely junk. Like if this was 1974, like all right, yeah, like 19 even 19 like 79, you'd be like yeah, yeah. All right, it's after Halloween, it's not really inventive, but you know it does its job. In 1984, it is not. It is not holding its weight here. Um it, it gets by on the fact that like it's Murder Santa.
1: Yes. Yeah. And
2: I but I guess because of that it spawned a franchise. And it is yeah, the yeah. Like, it is the like the de facto this is the Christmas horror series. You know? Yes. Yeah, this and you got Black Christmas, which is a bunch of
0: remakes. Um Yeah, and like this I, I just mm, <laughs> It's not good. But <laughs> but before we before we wrap up on, on this Yeah, one, we got to
2: the end of the plot here. This is
0: is it? Oh yeah, I yeah. Guess. Because oh, it's yeah. it, it well, I,
2: I we should, you know, yeah, mention like kind of how the series continues on after this. Yeah, so it's interesting.
0: So some kid lets Billy in as because he thinks he's Santa Claus, and uh, Billy's gonna like kill kill Mother Superior, but like the police show up, like just in time, shoot him in the back and kill him. But Ricky, there, Billy's brother. <laughs> he He witnesses
2: all this horror
0: and it just ends with him going naughty naughty, (laughs) Uh, which leads directly into Silent Night Deadly Night 2 which is a fucking like we're going to give our ratings on Silent Night Deadly Night I did not think it was a very good movie but oh my god Silent Night Deadly Night 2 is such a shit show
2: (laughs) It, it's um, it's like a type of thing that like would never happen today because, like, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, they just used so much footage from the first one.
0: It is an 88-minute film, and 45 minutes of it are spent recapping the first movie.
2: Like, I can't believe... Even then, it's like, how did they think that they were going to get away with this? Yeah. But it kind of does. At least over time, it's gained cult status because of what surrounds it. So, part two is Ricky's older now. He's become a fucking crazy killer. He's in an institution, and he's giving an interview about why he became the way he is. And yes. and and so like we spend like literally like the first hour of that movie recapping. Everything that happened in part one, which is like, if you're seeing Silent Night Deadly Night two, you probably knew what was happening. What happened in part one? Yeah, Who's they coming into have... Silent
0: Night Deadly Night two going, hmm? I really need an hour long recap.
2: I mean, I, even if you hadn't seen the first one, like most slash movies back then would do like a two minute recap at the beginning. It would do yeah. be like a previously on. This is it's just lazy. It's like they they knew they didn't have a movie and they just did this, but then. In a way, kind of created a secret, like, kind of at the very least, occult classic because part two has gotten rediscovered over the years, and it's in large part due to this um, this non actor who's playing the lead role,
0: Eric uh, Freeman, who plays Ricky. Yes, giving an unhinged performance in the last half hour.
2: It's, I mean, growl I mean,
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's I, very bad. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's it it is a so bad it's good type of situation though because like it's just entertaining to watch this guy act and I guess he disappeared for freaking ever and no one knew what happened to him but I guess you know people did dig him up or find him and and he's good natured about it like he 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 thinks it's funny that people love it now yeah
0: that's good because like I, I mean yeah i guess they were looking to to do a commentary track for it like back in like the early 2010s
1: and uh, they, now. They,
0: they couldn't find them and yeah like, yeah yeah uh and that and that's you know like it would be interesting to hear what he has to say uh um, yeah. in, in about that film right like Yo, what was the direction here? Why did you play it? Joe Bob Bob kept
2: saying, like, like, look, one, this guy was not really an actor, but, like, Joe Bob put it on the director. Like, he's like, the director didn't give him any direction. He just kept telling him, go bigger, go bigger. And the guy did. The guy delivered on Go Bigger. You got to give him that,
0: right? I mean, it's about as big as you can get.
2: Yeah, you know, and... And I'm like, I'm kind of with Joe Bob and that I really enjoy his performance. i really, like, it's just, it's just funny. Like, and people, like, that's what people have latched on to. That's like, Garbage Day is a fucking huge meme now.
1: Garbage yeah. Day!
0: Yeah. Oh God. I could see where people, like, I just, I think that first hour just soured me on it. So I was like, oh, what it's such the, a, It's
2: such a drag. Especially if you just,
0: watching. Yeah, especially just watch it. Yeah, it's
2: you just watched part one. <laughs> It's just, it's just
0: like, what dude, the I hell
1: saw
0: is this movie. This? <laughs> it's like it's terrible. Um I mean there there are a bunch of reasons why that, that was bad, but the it seems the production company one did not give them any budget. They cut the budget by two thirds. So it's like only two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. And basically they were like, Yeah, we're not we're not helping you any, like just reuse all this old footage that we shot.
2: Like that that's a movie that already exists.
0: People it's, it's, already it's, released this. Yeah, like, uh,
2: it, I, I, I couldn't see anyone doing this today, and I can't believe it even happened. Then, uh, do you know more about like where the series goes from here? Because it's kind of crazy.
0: Uh, no, I, I know that th- like three evidently kind of continues along that yeah, it's, line.
2: It's Bill Mosley as Ricky? Okay. I have not seen three yet. I heard it's the worst one. Which is saying a lot. Uh oh
0: Jesus. Like, yeah, because like I'm like, these are not these are not really setting up to be really good. Uh and no. then my understanding is that four and five are completely like yeah. not not related.
2: Nothing to do with it. Uh four is directed by Brian Usna and it's about a cult. I never finished that one, but I was enjoying it while I was watching it. I got the whole collection or the collection of things yeah, I, I I saw that, yeah. Uh so I, I intended to dig, dig through these. I've never seen three, I heard it's the worst. Four, I saw part of I, w- I was enjoying it. Five is like a fan favorite, which is crazy because I was you know, these are all straight to video at this point. Uh but five is I think it has Mickey Rourke
0: in it. Uh Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney,
2: Mickey Rooney. Uh and it's about evil toy maker. Um and I, like you I, know, I evil think they're Sounds that so one fun. is supposedly like, like kind of like direct to video gold. Like it's actually kind of good and bizarre and crazy. So like, I really look forward to seeing five. I actually, I look forward to seeing all of these because like I have a strange fascination now with this series. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's
0: it's such a wild series. Just you thought Halloween like,
2: was wild. Like, geez, man, this is even crazier.
0: Well, she can at least see. Like Halloween was successful, right? Like mm-hmm. you could see where,
1: yeah, you know yeah.
0: how they would continue that and and why they'd continue it. Like outside of the first one, like you know the the films were not super successful. Like Silent Night, Silent Night, Deadly Night three, like maybe did something, uh, but I think it was I think it was again direct to video. So like maybe they're making money that way by releasing them. Available. Oh yeah,
1: yeah for sure.
0: But like that, the second movie lost money.
2: Yeah, well, that makes sense, but like, yeah, you know, think of how it was when you were kid. You go into the video store, the cover, all matters. The cover looks cool. You see part four, part five. You guys see the whole thing. You guys see them all. Yeah,
0: I'm sure it's like, oh, like one, like, and that's it, right? Like Christmas time. There's not a lot of horror that, like, I mean, there is now. There's growing amount. But like at the time when we were kids, there was not. Like this was it, right? This was. This, this was, was the, the series.
2: You had Gremlins, but this was like the hard R slasher.
0: Yeah, this yeah. was like the like Santa's a fucking killer. Right?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And so I could definitely see where somebody would be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna pick this up for Blockbuster and sure, watch yeah. it." Like, absolutely. Anyway, uh, final thoughts on Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, I used
2: to. I saw. I saw this when I was younger, the the original, and I used to really dislike it. I found it like really unpleasant and it is I think it is an unpleasant and kind of deranged movie like I've said a few times now but it's also like I, I, I guess like the the impact of that is kind of worn off with time with me and um, I also think that like this is unintentionally funny at some times like,
0: like oh definitely
2: when you ha- I think to Grandpa telling him, you better fucking run, boy. (laughs) Like, that whole unnecessary scene of his Grandpa waking up, I thought it was funny, and then, like, him giving that girl a box cutter was just so unhinged and (laughs) fucking stupid. Like, it it made me laugh. And, and, you know, you got a few iconic kills. I'm, like, so in the middle on it now. Like, again, I think it is an unpleasant movie, and I think it is not particularly well made, but it one it kind of is the christmas slasher sure it, it, it spawned an interesting franchise um and i just i didn't hate it this time i didn't hate it i'm 5.5
0: 5. all right um i did hate it uh, <laughs> uh but also like first time watching it as you said yeah. it's a it's oh, a it really first villain. time yeah. yeah um unpleasant film to to watch uh, especially like the first time around and he said not well made so it's like it's not even like oh like these kills are are fun and exciting like no they're mostly garbage like there is the antler kill that is you know has become iconic over time but it's like nothing here is like capturing me um i i wish that they had found a way to explore all everything that they were doing. Cause I think there are some great ideas here and great yeah. themes to explore. Um, I think they're terribly executed and, and it's dreadfully dull. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's um, how I found it
2: as a kid, but I just, I didn't find it that way this time. I, I get it. I get what you're saying. I just, I was not like bored watching it this time.
0: Uh, I mean, I was less bored watching it than the second one.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, am sure. Well,
0: at least at least the first, you know, 2 thirds of, of the second one. Uh, <laughs> that that final
1: <laughs> once Smile. Ricky gets
0: going, that's pretty nutty. Uh, <laughs> not much to do with Santa, but whatever. Anyway, uh yeah, I did not did not uh, quite in, quite enjoy this one uh, as much as you. I'm going to go uh, 4 out of 10. What's Let's talk about Silent Night, Jeff. Oh yeah. Silent night,
1: holy night, holy sky, holy sky. Got something for me? Let me tell you about Christmas. Eating all candy canes and pretty lights. I heard this story. This fella dressed as Santa. He said about killing them that was naughty. Creep. Every year, a new town. Everyone knows that story. It's an urban legend. It ain't.
2: <laughs> Christmas. The number one holiday for people going nuts.
1: Listen, we've got a lead on our killer from the motel. He's wearing
0: a Santa suit and a mask. Hiding in plain sight.
1: What if he was punishing them?
2: We're just gonna have to take this maniac down ourselves.
1: Christmas Eve is the scariest damn night of the year. Uh
0: two thousand twelve film uh directed by Stephen C. Miller um is a very loose very loose remake of a uh, Silent Night Deadly Night.
1: Yeah, and I think this is one like
2: when people do their watches of the series, they'll stop at five because they don't realize that. Like, I think most people don't realize this one exists,
0: uh, which is unfortunate. Yeah, this film <laughs> is a blast.
2: It's probably. I mean, I have to
1: see the others. But this might be the best one.
0: <laughs> um. Malcolm McDowell's in this. Jamie King, uh, I mean, they're 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 pretty much the two big big names here. Yeah. Uh, for you know, it's, it's it's not anything like amazing, but but Ooh. they're they're some they're bigger names. Um, yeah. Malcolm McDowell is chewing scenery here, uh, as, as he fun. has yeah. in, in recent films. But.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it, if you thought he was chewing scenery in in Halloween. Oh my god, he's crazy in this! Like so many funny things come out of his mouth. Yeah, like, half my notes are just like things he says. <laughs> just like okay.
0: Um. Uh, so yeah, this this film kind of uh, kicks off with uh, Santa murdering some guy, uh, electrocuting him um, in a in a basement somewhere.
2: Until his eyes explode.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's like, set him up the Christmas lights. And
2: also, Santa making a creepy mask. I, I dug that, giving him a mask in this.
0: Yeah, he has like this plasticky kind of mask that go, goes over his face along with his beard. And um, yeah, it is. It is kind of creepy. It does mask his own face, right? Like, cause, yeah. you know, this is a guy under there that is uh, going on, on a killing spree. Um. It kicks off with that kill, uh, with you know this this guy being electrocuted in the in a basement and then, then it kind of slows down. Like that's kind of just the, the stinger to get you into yeah. the film, and then it slows down like a normal normal horror film where it's you know, we're gonna we're gonna establish everything that's going on. Christmas Eve, uh, you know, Jamie King's character, King's character. Deputy, Deputy Bradmore. King. Uh, she gets called in by the sheriff, uh, Malcolm McDowell, yeah. uh, because some guy hasn't shown up to work,
2: and <laughs> why he didn't show up? He supposedly ran off with some some lady
0: with some chick, yeah, yeah.
2: And, and McDowell says he got a whiff of something he couldn't pass up. Meow! <laughs> like okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> like I said, like you said, McDowell is just like. Dude, he's just having a good time.
0: Yeah, he's having a blast and delivering lines like that throughout the entire thing. Like it's ridiculous, but it kind of like sets it up that this is for the fact that it's going to be bloody and and gory and and murderous spree by Santa. The primaries in this film are having fun and they're enjoying their time in this hard nightmare. Before Christmas. Um yeah, it kind of just like p- plays off from that. She goes about being a cop for the rest of the you know morning. Uh and and we start seeing things kind of unfold where Santa is killing those that he seems to be naughty, I guess. Um we're not really sure what the association is. Uh, with all these, b- <laughs>
2: there. So unlike the original, where we we like the original is like you're following the psychology of the killer.
0: Yeah, we don't know. Yeah.
2: She's, this is a whodunit. This is a classic slasher. Who's the you
0: know? Yeah, it's, who, who he, is
2: the killer? Yeah,
0: yeah. Whereas Billy in the first film, we know we, we know it's we, him. We know <laughs> we're following him. He is the primary antagonist. In this one, it is Deputy Bradmore is the primary. Like she is trying to solve this mystery. Um, And yeah, Santa is, in this, he is a, uh, you know, he's a a Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers type, you know, villain that is going around murdering people on Christmas. Uh, Turns out that this town also has, like, a running of the Santas or something. So everybody is fucking dressed as Santa.
2: (laughs) Dude, lots of Christmas vibes. I I love it. There's, you know. Decorations everywhere, you got a million Santa's running around. I what I want in my Christmas horror is Christmas vibes, and this has that. Yeah. You got like, songs, Christmas yeah. songs going, you
0: know. Yeah, there there's uh you know, Christmas carols, jingles. Um there is presence and imagery uh of that and and kids being assholes to their mother. Oh, God like, You um... gotta go into this.
1: It's so <laughs>
0: good. This kid uh, just starts like, "Mom, you're gonna drive me to the mall," and like, <laughs> Mom's like, "Well, like, I got you," and th- "I don't want that one." You're gonna drive me to the mall right now. And this mother, like, instead of just like slapping the shit out of this kid, and like, <laughs> I don't condone like beating your children, but but somebody should have slapped the shit out of
1: this you kid. <laughs> do
2: something to get him in line. This little girl's a little fucking nightmare. Yeah. But they they introduce like dude she like bitches out her mom, and then immediately like it, it's like so unexpected because you think this kid's gonna be a character.
0: Yeah, yeah, because like oh they're they're establishing her yeah, as family, this bratty, yeah, yeah, and like no no it is just we're just establishing she's a brat.
2: <laughs> and he said, uh, immediately shows up
0: and kills her. <laughs> he knocks on the door and. It's pretty amazing like what so do you have a gift for me
1: <laughs> It's dude
0: it's
2: I can I can't like for people who have not seen this this remake like it's like instant gratification like you hate this girl Within the two minutes she's on screen, and then right after that, Santa brings the doorbell and fucking kills her. What does He's he do? He like how
0: catap- he like catap- cataphras-
2: cataphras <laughs> her and he sticks a fucking poker in her like yeah. it, it's fucking awesome, and it's a kid like we're killing a kid as like the first actual kill inside you know outside the intro that's yeah. the first kill in this movie is like this little kid that's a little bitch Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, it's it's very, very amusing um yeah, and it's it's kind of just non stop from there. Like we're we're just on a run. This is a it's a 94 minute movie. Like it is not long, but Santa has a lot of work to do <laughs> this Christmas Eve. Uh he next stops off at a a porn shoot. Yes. Um, oh
2: the sequence is fucking great.
0: Where uh, he like knocks on the hotel motel room door where they're filming this. Uh he he uh kills the lady I don't think we see her death. Um, or maybe we do. I think he stabs her.
2: Yeah, he stabs her. He like, sticks something through her, too.
0: Yeah. And then, like, you, like the, the photographer is not facing the door. So he's taking shots of, like, this girl who's, like, naked on the bed and um, doing all sorts of poses. And, like, you just see her face kind of... Yeah you,
2: yeah, you don't see... I don't think you see a the director get killed. The oh, director. I think like, you hear it while she's like
0: running. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause she runs away. Yeah. She uh, goes to the
2: bathroom. She jumps out the window. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So like you, you hear kind of like what, you know, they're, they're fighting back and forth. Um, uh, I think she, he grabs a shotgun and then like the, there's, there's stuff going on, but we are following her, the, the porn actress as a character, the model she runs into the bathroom, and she, she's kind of hiding in there, um, and then she... <laughs> it was fucking. He chops her fucking leg off.
1: He's chasing <laughs> her naked
2: all across the town. Like Yeah, like, uh... it's, it's,
0: she gets out of the motel, she climbs out the window, and uh, she's kind of like, you know, glass and all that. She's a little bit scratched up, and nobody will help her. She's like banging on doors uh, in, in a trailer park. and Sometimes she ends it's up right in or- like a tree farm.
2: She'd run around tits out this whole time yeah, yeah and, and, and into a tree farm with a uh what do they call uh, the, uh, the wood chipper yes <laughs> uh,
0: and yeah and then this sort of, it, it's this is a good kill I think uh oh the whole
2: part the whole sequence is fucking gold. like
0: she's she's kind of like lurk, like lurking around trying to hide, and uh, Santa's there, chops off one of her legs <laughs> <laughs> and then uh which is pretty gory and like uh actually more more violent than i was actually expecting yeah um she chops off her legs and then picks her up and deposits her feet first not like you would think oh i'm gonna throw them in head first. no he puts her in feet first so like he's experienced the whole thing (laughs) and we just get to watch it as as she's being fed into this wood chipper and and killed uh excellent kill ton of fun yeah Um, and, uh, so yeah, you know, cops continuing to do dumb cop shit, uh, uh, Deputy Bradmore arrests, uh, some other Santa who's being an asshole, um, played by Donald Lug, or Logue.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, That he was, do you remember, do you know who this guy is?
0: Yeah, I've seen him in other stuff.
2: He was in the 90s. He was there was a really popular series of ads on MTV where it was a taxi driver that would like it was like a weird, sweaty, greasy taxi driver that would that would talk to people. Uh, I don't know if you remember this but like it, no. it was very big at the time and that was him. And um I've always kind of liked this guy as an actor. He's done some movies I liked and stuff. He is great in this, I think.
0: Yeah, he's like he has some good lines. He he good delivery i think he might get the best performance in the
2: he's film up there with with malcolm mcdowell though and the the like, dude he gets to deliver these crazy fucking monologues to people and he's great at it like he's just he's just this vile fucking
1: asshole
0: <laughs> yeah like he's just a drunk asshole uh, mm-hmm. um who he play he basically plays like mall Santa right like he Uh and yeah I think they've touched on this in other Christmas movies that kind of deal with that people like like these Santas aren't necessarily like the most stand-up dudes like Uh they're they're guys that work in malls at Christmas time they dress up in costumes like you know they're maybe a little bit perverted like um and and his character is definitely that so like you know Deputy Bradmore thinks, oh, it could be him, like he's yeah. a sketchy dude. Um, or it could be uh, you know, this this other guy who's a drug dealer. Uh could be him that's that's doing the kills. Um, because you know, he he had he was there, he was at, at these other things, or <laughs> so she like has like a list of suspects, none of which are accurate. <laughs> but, uh so she's chasing them all around uh Malcolm McDowell's. Sheriff is goofy, and he has no clue. He's a terrible cop. Terrible detective.
2: <laughs> keep it simple. Don't put, uh, what does he say? Don't put fucking uh avocado on the burger. Keep it simple. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> the weirdest speech ever. He's always saying stupid shit. Like, I don't yeah. want to look into it, because I want to keep it simple.
0: It's like, I know who did it, and, like, we're going to get up, but like, like yeah man you're completely off base here um anyway so it that, then that ends up with uh, uh this the santa at the mayor's house um i think it's the mayor's house right where uh-huh. where he he murders the mayor uh,
1: oh, yeah, and yeah.
0: and then he starts like making his way through the house where uh the mayor's daughter who had been at that porn shoot yeah Uh, she's there with her boyfriend uh they they both end up getting killed they redo the uh uh the deer antler scene
2: yes it's Uh, like that's the only like there's that i mean there's a twist at the end that kind of plays into yeah yeah but then there's also like her boyfriend earlier in the movie is like stealing money from his fucking catatonic grandpa. Yeah, and, and his catatonic grandpa like does the whole. It's like this. It's the the only other thing lifted from the original where like he he, he does the same exact speech basically. Like you better run for your life, boy. You know.
0: They they, they took some good good parts from. Yeah, yeah, the good stuff from the original. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and like fit it into a more traditional slasher film, and I think it works pretty well. Uh, you know, we're still seeing you know the, the cops run around goofy. Uh, at the end, they you know, Santa just ends up at the fucking police station because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's come to kill the sheriff because uh, the sheriff is also on the naughty list. Um, and that's where we kind of link everything together is that uh deputy Bradmore sees it like, Oh, like here's a box of coal. My dad also got a box of coal. The sheriff also got a box of coal. Like this is the marker, right? Like the, these are who he's going to kill. Um, and, and the Santa's there in, in the fucking police station with a
1: flamethrower.
2: And, I I, I love the sequence because he kills like the power and then you're just getting like these red and green lights like lighting up the fucking police station.
0: Great color scheme, yeah. yeah, Like Christmassy, but also kind of nightmarish. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's awesome.
0: Yeah. uh, Because you have a killer Santa working through green and red lights with a fucking (laughs) flamethrower. Yeah, so like, you know, like any of these slasher movies, Deputy Bradmore she she's able to overpower him and uh, kind of stop him.
2: He lights him on uh, fire, I think. Like,
0: yeah, well, lights him on fire. But he does escape. Like, so they do leave it open. Uh, you,
2: yeah, at the very end, you see he's all burnt up and he's like driving away in his pickup truck, and on the side it says he's got like a, he's like a, a chimney guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is a nice touch, right? Yeah. So like, uh. But yes, yeah, so that that's where the other tie in to, to this kind of, or they do a flashback to when he was a child. I guess his dad had been cheated on. Yes. Um, and so he goes ape shit at the courthouse and <laughs> murders. He goes,
2: he goes to a he goes to a uh, Christmas party where his wife was at. Yes,
0: that's what it was. Yeah, not okay. Yeah. And then and, when he's uh, coming
2: out with his fucking flamethrower, you know, a cop has—I think it's uh, Officer Bradmore's dad—yes, yeah. shot him, killed you know him, and it, and his son was sitting in a in, car in right the there, truck
0: right across there. the street, yeah, and witnessed the whole thing.
2: So and like it like it, it like messes with like what we get from the original, where it's like a little kid seeing a robber or kill his parents. And instead, here it's like this kid he's is.
0: Like- Cops his, kill his parents. His,
2: and, his, his cop kills parents, but like justifiably so. But it doesn't matter. He's, still he's
0: five. Like he's five. He doesn't understand, so he associates that, and he's spent his whole life being be, being coming crazy. Like you can, you know, put put in whatever story you want. Maybe he went to an orphanage where a nun beat him for ten years. Um, but yeah, like you know, it's very simple setup or ultimately cap on the whole thing. That's like, here's why this all went down. Uh, I think it, ultimately, it really works. I yeah. had a ton of fun with this film. This <laughs> I movie, was not expecting it. I thought it was going to be bad.
2: I, I, one, I had not heard of it, so then I thought, oh, this is got to be bad. No one talks about this. This movie's fucking a blast. I watched it. I loved it. I bought it on Blu-ray. I watched it a second time. Um, the th- There's One thing that we didn't touch on enough in this is like the crass humor. Yeah. It's really foul movie. Like, it's very, it came out in 2012. It feels like you're reading 2012 Twitter. Like, it's like, (laughs) like, so, like, a few things that we, like, you know, skipped over that I wanted to touch. Like, there's a joke early on with one of the cops. He comes into the police station and he's like, says something about maybe, uh, like, uh, Donald Logue got the cops called on him he's being rude or something and this cop goes well maybe he got a boner they're like what yeah you know the kids are sitting in his lap squirping around i'm like jesus christ we're doing a joke about a guy getting a boner off of little kids sitting in his lap like what the fuck um there's the part where we find out the backstory that comes into the end so like, you know, we at the end it's revealed who the killer is and it was his dad going after his cheating wife. Well we hear this whole story at the midpoint of the movie, uh, and it's from this guy that's like sitting in this bar.
0: Uh the drug dealer. Yep.
2: Oh, was he the drug dealer. Yeah. 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 And, and and she's like, Do you have any Christmas plans? You know, the cop asks do you have any Christmas plans? He's like, I'm going to get my girlfriend so wasted she won't even know if I fuck her up the ass. I'm like, it's just like that era of humor was like how far could you push the boundaries to shock people? And I guess as my personal taste, like, I like that. I like when the humor, like, is like pushed right like that just goes right over the edge of good taste like we're just like
0: well yeah and it's also like it's not implied that these are good people right like yeah it's like these are bad people doing bad things for the most part like yeah I think like really it's deputy bradmore and maybe the the uh office assistant are the only ones that are like normal yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody guess, else like, is pretty shitty.
2: Oh uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, but like just the, yeah, the whole movie has like this crazy sensibility. Like we're doing a porn show, we're doing coke, you know, and, and the girls jumping out of the window. She's gonna be running around bare tits. She's gonna get thrown in a witch. It's so. It's just like we're gonna t- crank the dial to eleven anytime we can, and we're, and we're having fun, and you know we're having fun. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. I like
0: really dug that about this. I think that's why it works. Oh, dude, really well because it's like you know that, like, it's not like oh, it's so bad that it's like good, like, this was purposely badly made. No, they're yeah. just having a fun time, uh, and because of that, like, you can kind of laugh along, like, nobody's yeah. trying to take this seriously, yeah. Like, yeah, so, some of the lines are maybe a little over the line, but who cares because you know, it's all in good fun.
2: I, I like that, yeah, like. I had a blast with this movie, man. I had a blast the second time, and it's gonna be a movie that I will see on Christmas time many more times. Like I, it, this is a hidden gem that you dug up because, again, I, I'm aware of like what the series is and this and that. I never heard of this, never heard of it, man. And it's so funny when I tweeted about it too. Like the director liked my tweet. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, the director's on Twitter. I don't know what else he's done. To be honest with you, I don't think he's done much. Uh... But I really, really like this movie. I think it's it is competently made. Um, again, it like knows what it is and it has a it has a blast doing that. Like, <laughs> just another thing. This is not like, to anything. But do you remember the line when Malcolm McDowell is like, "What is this Glee?" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Like, just shit like that, just thrown in, or like I told you, like the avocado on the burger thing, where you're just like this is an insane bit of dialogue, but okay. I, I like, I'm having fun with it. Like I, you're never bored. You're, and you're just having fun. And it's, and you're over, it's over pretty quick. Like,
1: yeah, it's, it's a
0: quick 90 minutes. Um, uh, it's fun. Like I, I had a, a lot of fun with this, um, to answer your the question. You really didn't ask, but, uh, Stephen C Miller, um, he he did a film immediately after this. Well, not immediately, but it was ne- his next film was a movie called Extraction with Bruce Willis and Gina Carano. Uh, okay,
2: so straight to video.
0: Probably it was like in that time frame. Uh, and he also did Escape Plan Two with uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone, uh, Fifty Cent, and is it Dave Batista, I think that sounds fun. <laughs>
2: just the cast that sounds good
0: yeah um then uh, i mean that first movie's fine like uh that is the first escape i've never yeah i've never um yeah so like he's he's not out there like making bangers but he probably like these are probably fun movies actually probably
2: and in my opinion this is a banger this is this movie's fun like i'm like unapologetic about it i think this is actually like it's not a good movie it's an entertaining movie. You know what I mean? Like it, it. Yeah, it's good at what it's trying to do.
0: Exactly. It's not like, oh my god, this isn't high cinema. No, this is yeah. this is low ball slasher. But that that's he accomplishes a good slasher movie here. Yeah. With Santa Claus, great Christmas theming. It's just fun. Like, and it, yeah. it hits its notes. It's an excellent one of those. Like, it doesn't need to be anything more than that.
2: No, it accomplishes what it's trying to do perfectly. I really loved it. I was really surprised by this movie, man.
0: Want to give a a rating here? Yeah. This is an eight.
1: (laughs) I'm telling you. (laughs) Nice, nice.
0: I I, I
2: really enjoyed it. Like, I I rewatched it. I was like, this is just fun from start to finish. You're never never bored. You're always entertained.
0: I think, like you, uh, this will... You know, fall into the uh, the Christmas rotation of films, yeah. um, you know, with with more normal Christmas movies. But yeah, this will be like oh, it'll be one you whip out to have a good time with. Um, I'm gonna go seven out of ten.
2: Yeah, this is up there with Christmas Evil for me. Is like new. Like these are like my Christmas movies. I don't like it's so weird. I think it's like since we started this podcast, I've gotten super into Christmas horror which I'd never used to be into before. I think it's because I haven't seen these movies. Like, I had never seen Christmas Evil before. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen this. And, like, you know, all I had seen before was, like, the first Silent Night, Dead of the Night, which I thought kind of sucked, and, like, Krampus, which I just don't care for. Um, And now I got, like, a few under my belt where I'm like, these are in my rotation, you know?
0: Yeah, like, they can make good, fun ones of these. Yeah,
2: and I and I do love, like... You know, one thing I love about Christmas is like the lights and the colors, and these movies get that. So, and Christmas Evil, I think even has a little bit of Christmas spirit in it. It's kind of about Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you. I don't think you like that one as much, but I, I like really love that one. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, uh, I did not. Once again, this is like your second Christmas one that you've done. I think you didn't care for some of the Black Christmases. I kind of enjoyed two out of three of those.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: enjoyed both of these.
0: So uh, finding some hidden gems there.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um did you did you put out a poll list? Yes, I
2: did. 75% went to the original.
0: Well, uh, they're they're wrong.
2: It goes to uh, my theory that no one has even
0: well, hopefully uh, they will listen to our show, and uh, we'll I give watch, it a shot. Yeah,
2: watch this remake; it's so worth it. You're gonna have
0: a ball. And if you're if you're listening to our show, you most likely have Shutter. It's there. Go watch yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: on Shutter. I, I I think I got the Blu-ray for under fifteen bucks. There's a there's a combo pack of the original Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Silent Night 2012 Blu-ray. Re- Blu-ray release but it was unavailable at the time of uh, uh, purchasing. But yeah, that exists. So keep an eye out for that. But no matter how if you have not seen this remake, it's 100% worth it. Like you're going to have a good time.
0: Yeah, if you if you like slasher movies, um it's it's a good time. Speaking of slasher movies, Jeff.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: we're going to we're going to do a pair more. For January. Love it. And uh, I thought. Since it's a new year. oh. We should. Uh, do something where they're revisiting. Original films right. Okay. So basically we're going to do. A pair of remakes here. Yeah. Okay. Or reboots. Uh, however you want to look at it. Uh, and these are a pair of movies we've both seen.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, two Marcus Nispel movies. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 2003. Oh, this is an evil matchup. And Friday the 13th, 2009. How dare you do this to me? (laughs) Uh, I love love both of these movies. I believe you do as well. Uh, love these movies. This will be a hard, hard go uh, to kind of distinguish a winner here. But uh, two for us excellent excellent slasher films. I think in
2: general like the Texas Chainsaw remake is regarded well. Yeah. And yeah. the Friday 13th remake for whatever reason is not. And I just I couldn't disagree more. I I I I agree with the first half of that, but like yeah, the Friday 13th remake being bad. I don't <laughs> get it. So I've seen the fun. movie I've seen the movie several times. I fucking love it. So I, I'm very happy to revisit both of these because I love them both. But I, I just, I, how could you make me choose? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be a real tough. One, like it really is. Uh, these are both like eight out. Of, like I just tell you off the top dude. of my head, they're both like eight out of ten for me. Like I just yeah, love them.
0: Very strong films. Um, re- reboots of you know classic franchises. Uh, where one, you know that that. Texas Chainsaw has continued on since then. Friday the Thirteenth kind of went dead after 100% this. One hundred
1: percent went
2: dead. I really uh, wanted a sequel to the that remake, but it's, that it's, you know, whatever they uh, do, another one again. This probably won't be a sequel to that. Probably uh, another reimagining.
0: Which is it's so shitty. I mean, we will talk Sounds about good. it next month. But like both of these films, uh, quite successful at the box office. Like. It's uh yeah. it's disappointing that that Friday the 13th did not get well, any
2: sequel. That has to do with legal reasons cuz yeah, it was probably the most successful Friday the 13th except for maybe Friday versus Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but, you know, because the of the legal fight between Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham Friday the 13th has been tied up for a decade plus now, which really sucks cuz I love Friday the 13th. I want to come back. But boy, man, you you're gonna put me in a tough spot on this fucking
0: Yeah, two two diff, like I mean, they're both slashers, but two very tonally different films, I think. Um although they both have uh they're both of that era.
2: They both feel yeah. of that era of like the extreme.
0: They're like, very very hardcore in yeah. their violence. Um but I do I Think there's a different tone to both of them.
2: I know where the poll's going to go, just because I know. Yeah, how well. feel, but like I don't even, like I'm sitting here right now. Before we I don't do know
0: that. where I'm going to fall. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, I've seen so. them
2: both recently, and I don't know.
0: <laughs> so we will we will uh, hit that up uh, for January. Um, it'll probably be not like right January one, but uh it'll it'll be like maybe the first week of January. First yeah we'll we'll try and get it out around there. Uh so have a good holiday, everybody. Um Merry Christmas. Go watch Silent Night 2012.
1: Do it it. and throw Christmas Evil in the mix. Sounds good to me. All right. We'll be back.